Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off. It is Wednesday. Good morning or good afternoon, depending morning. on uh, when you are listening to it. We got Matan and myself in studio, but you know we're going virtual again. So we had Jack on Monday virtual. Now we got Felipe virtual. Guys, say hello. What's popping, man? How how we doing, fellas? Yo, Felipe, you Miami got... vibes all around. You're so you crisp. Know. You're so crisp. Are you? Felipe, hey, are, you, are you in Fort Lauderdale right now? Not uh, not Texas. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Miami right now, not Texas. So the vibes, the vibes, you know, not Texas vibes. But I got Miami vibes, but I still got my cowboy oh hat. So, cowboy helmet. So we're looking. So we got we got the vibes. He's on got the high Cowboys right now. helmet yeah. behind him too. Look at oh, that. Oh man, come on. No, bro. you know, I come on. I feel like that has not as much like cowboy. It's either like Kenny. It's Chesney more like or like it's more like, like Kenny drunk Ch- girl like, at a country concert. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get on like one of them like little boats and just go fishing or something. But you it works. Look, it's, it's a hat. It's a hat. You can take the man out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the man. You know what I'm saying? Or that's right. You know, you know, that's, right. you are, that's like that hat like really gives off because it's like got the curly ends for people that are listening. Yeah. It's like that that girl that's not from the south or something like that or Texas, but like she goes to TCU because her parents got a lot of money. She goes to her first country concert. She bought yeah. one of those and some cowboy boots. And she's ready to go. Yo, hey. I actually funny story. I got this hat. I got this hat in uh, Utah. Actually, I got it in Park City. So none none of it adds up, but we're here nonetheless. Lipe, you know Shout what out it means. Park City, Utah. Lipe, you know it means now that you're in Miami, you have to be a, a tour stand. Well, I came around to Tua last week, bro. Put him in my top 10. I think I put him at seven. So uh, if, hey. if that means that I'm in Florida now and I got to put him at all, six, all I'll that, put him I at saw, six. I'll take that. I saw some folks comparing uh, saw some folks comparing Jimmy G to Tua last night. <laughs> Jimmy G was balling. Thou shall not it's be honestly Did he throw four touchdowns last night? That's insane. Uh, I think four or five, yeah. My God, yeah. four. Look, it's a, good, it's a good comparison. I, I mean, I think... Jimmy is borderline top 10, but I don't know if that's a conversation we want to get into now. All right, yeah, we can, honestly, because I I have some some good factor caps we're going to rattle through. So we might as well start with the 49ers, right, coming off Monday Night Football. Um, So let's get right into it. it. Let's get right into it. Uh, Factor cap, the 49ers are the biggest threat in the NFC. Yeah. I I mean, you know what I'm going to say. You know I'm going to say fact, and it's because of all those weapons. Like, yeah. So you, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll cap- I know, go ahead, I know we were playing Colt McCoy last night. We fucking demolished the Cardinals, and the offense looked ridiculous, the unstoppable. So I'm saying when all those pieces get clicking, if Jimmy G's playing like that, who the fuck is beating us? I'll tell you, not the Cowboys, not the Eagles. See, you can't say that, though. I mean, look, you, you said it all with your first statement when you try to hedge it. Like, they played Colt McCoy. And in the NFL, it really does. Is Colt McCoy on defense? Is Colt McCoy on defense? Not Colt McCoy, not on defense, but if you're if you can't score, I, points. <laughs> look, bro, like if you if if an offense can't score because they have a lackluster quarterback, then that's gonna put the other team at a crazy advantage to score as well. But I'm just saying, no, look, the Niners are dominant. We said it yesterday. Uh, they're one of the top three teams in the NFC. It's the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners. Uh, actually, I just you forgot you forgot to say the Niners yesterday, but I'm I did. I did forget to say that. I did forget to say the Niners, yeah, but you reminded me, and then I put them back in. And I, I I don't know if there's a clear cut. I mean, I think there's a clear cut as the Cowboys, but I'm not going to go and, and force everybody to jump on the same wave as me because I how understand you, there could be how different can you biases. Say that they're, how can you say they're in a different league than, like, the Niners? I just don't understand that. Adam, come in as the third party. Yeah, see, this, this was the kind of the plan, was let's just pose the two NFC fans against one <laughs> another and just look at the, the quad box going on in Zoom and see you guys go at each other. 
How about both you guys you are threats? Looking at each other the whole time. How about you guys are both threats? How about the Cowboys and the Niners could meet in the NFC Championship and, and that'd be a great game and be a fucking great fucking yeah. game? You know what I'm saying? So it, I think you guys are both it, threats. Yeah. I think why the Niners are a deadlier team than what we've seen in the past with Jimmy G is Jimmy G looks better than he has in the past. Jack has been saying it all fucking year that a, that a, a vengeful Jimmy G with that handsome face is way, way better. And we're seeing him make better decisions. Yeah. And so I think what I actually like, and we talked about it like two weeks ago, is you know Shanahan traded for, for uh, CMC, and CMC wasn't getting a bulk load of carries, and he got a lot more carries last night. But they're also clearly saving him for the playoff run. So I think the Niners are deadly. I think the Cowboys are deadly. I think both two teams are deadlier than the Eagles, regardless of the fucking record. Who do I trust more? The Cowboys and the Niners over the Eagles. The Eagles haven't been there yet. So Respect. Respect. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But one thing that Jack also mentioned a few weeks ago, now he's a big Niner fan, but he's also quite uh, – he, he's got the facts, too, to back it up. And one thing he also said was that Jimmy G will play two great games and he'll play a bad game. If that oh, bad he, game comes in the playoffs, then I'm worried. I don't. I know Dak Prescott doesn't have that track record. So yeah. I'm just saying, I love the way the Niners are utilizing Christian McCaffrey. I think they have a lot of talent there. Uh, George Kittle revival last night, two touchdowns. That was great to see. But – the consistency it worries me a bit. You you know you know what's gonna happen because Jimmy G's played really well the last two weeks. He's due for a shitter against the Saints. There like, you go. Right before a look ahead to playing the, the Dolphins the week after. That's right. He he is very due for like a shitter against the Saints. Looks bad, and then boom, come and play really well and kill the Dolphins because obviously we're better than Dolphins. Yeah, cool. sick, sick. Andy Dalton's that dude. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, a lot of talk around the Jets this week, so let's get into them. Factor cap: the Jets should have drafted. Anybody else over Zach Wilson? Fact, fact, fact. Obviously, dude, that that's hard for me. I sure fact. I mean, yeah, like in hindsight, it's twenty twenty, bro. Like all these guys are better. Yeah. But you're telling me at that time when you saw Zach Wilson again, Zach Adam's gonna talk about his pro day, like oh that one cross body throw, like it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. It does because. If that can translate to the NFL, bro, like you're going to get Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen level. It hasn't translated. Obviously, there's a lot more in between the head that's going wrong rather than just, you know, on the football field because a big part of being a quarterback, obviously, in the, in the level of play that the NFL is, is having it right, you know, right, right, right in the brain. And he doesn't have that. Um, but I think to say that, like, he was better. He's a better prospect than Mac Jones. Like I'd rather have him than Mac. Yeah, Jones but I'm not talking about college. that. But I think at, at the time, at the time, I still would have rather had Justin Fields. Like I, Dude, I don't understand how he slipped that. Two, far. two thoughts. I was to pissed that. that the Niners drafted Trey Lance ahead of him. Like that was ridiculous. Felipe. Two thoughts to your point. One, if you just said if it translates, if you know how many quarterbacks in college can make. Pretty damn good throws at a college that an NFL scout is going to drool over. So Zach Wilson makes one crazy throw, and everyone's like, oh, my God, flips it like Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a shit about that. He, play, he played at BYU. It's not like he's playing SEC talent. So first and foremost, to think it translates to be the number two overall pick, you're out of your fucking mind. I'd rather take Mac Jones regardless of the ceiling. And then if you say any other pick, the top 13 picks in the NFL draft that year were far better than... Matt, or excuse me, we're far better than Zach Wilson. That's true. So in hindsight, yes, the Jets have fumbled the bag. The 13 picks ahead, or not necessarily ahead of Zach Wilson, but the 13 picks that they could have had over Zach Wilson, number one, it went Trevor Lawrence, right? Two, it went Zach Wilson. Three, Trey Lance. Four, Kyle Pitts. Five, Jamar Chase. Six, Jalen Waddle. Seven, Panay Sewell. Eight, J.C. Horn. Nine, Pat Sertan. Ten, Devontae Smith. Eleven, Justin Fields. Twelve, Michael Parsons. And thirteen, Rashawn Slater. You know what's the common denominator out of all of those Who's players? Who's fourteen? 
I, I, I didn't go down that list. You could look it up, but it doesn't matter. You know what the common reading off it. <laughs> you know what the common denominator is out of all those players? They all played real talent. They all went against guys that were not at fucking BYU and playing Coastal Carolina. I get it. So that's my point. I get though, it, bro. I get it. Proven talent. I'm I'm not smarter than a scout in the NFL that's be. going that's traveling 300 days a year. I mean, I hope I am, but traveling <laughs> 300 days a year watching these guys. So he trusts Zach Wilson that he can translate it. Then okay, I get it. What I don't understand is is again, agree. Justin Fields should have been drafted ahead of him. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence was. Uh, you could argue Matt Jones, even though probably not the highest ceiling, a really safe floor could have been drafted ahead of him. And then I think a lot of those offensive linemen and defensive players could have been drafted. I mean, imagine if they drafted Micah Parsons or like Pinay Sewell. You, but, I mean. Would you rather have, like right now, because we know we have no goddamn clue what Trey Lance is. Like, would you rather have Zach Wilson where you've seen a little bit of something or Trey Lance Trey. where he's had the injuries and you have no clue what you got? I'd, Trey. I'd rather Trey. have the hope. I'd rather have Trey right now. I'd rather have yeah. the hope. I thought Lipe was going to say Zach. But. If I put them side by side, there's, they're awfully similar. North Dakota State and then BYU, like in terms of exactly. if, if the argument is about who they've played, yeah, except right. Trey Lance possesses. North Dakota State quarterbacks don't have the best You've proven Zach record. Wilson can't do it, but you haven't proven Trey Lance Exactly, and, it, so. and Trey at least has intangibles there from a size perspective, arm strength, and rushing ability mm -hmm. that at least we can marry mm -hmm. ourselves to, like specifically the rushing ability, mm -hmm. right, regardless of how you are as a passer, whereas Zach does not have that. So I'd rather take Trey Lance over I, Zach Wilson 85 times out of 10. Let's move on to the next one. I hate to cut you off. All right, day, but we, we're, we're harping too long on each one. Let's move on. All right, let's I go. got another one. Factor cap. Justin Herbert is overrated. Fact. Ooh. In general. Yeah, Stunning. no. I, factual. Oh. Because, because look. Jack, look, Jack had him in his top five. I, I keep, I keep. I receipts, did. He bro. ain't anymore. Jack, Jack had him in his top five going into the season. Now, I don't, I didn't have a problem with that because I think he has the ability, he has the talent uh, to do that. But if you, if you can't translate that stuff into wins, and a lot of that falls on the quarterback. And again, Jack has also mentioned this that just that Justin Herbert gets a pass that a lot of these other quarterbacks don't get. Like when Dak has a bad game, they're firing on him. Uh, Tua, like these other young quarterbacks, and for some reason Justin Herbert, we give him a pass. I think at this point he's overrated. Joe Burrow, we've seen kind of turn around the ship this year. He started bad, has turned it around, and he's balling. Uh, Justin Herbert is still not – he hasn't turned the corner, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think with Herbert, it's like you see that – I mean, I saw a stat the other day that was kind of crazy that he dumps off to his running back more than anyone in the league, and it's not really like that close either. I just, that, the way that like he can't close out big games against like teams like the Chiefs and stuff. Like I know you have the defense side of the ball going up against Mahomes with not a lot of time left, but like there's still other other plays you can make that can that can make you win that game. I just I, he's not a big game quarterback. He's not a winner. Yeah, I agree. I, I know just wanna, it comes on Staley too. But. I want to add one thing to that, which is saying fact: Justin Herbert is by far the most overrated quarterback. Now he's still in that top ten, possesses all those things. But Emmanuel Ho Acho ESPN eight the Ocho whatever his fucking name is. Shout out to him. Said the best boy. possible thing. Said Texas, Justin Herbert is Texas, a, by the way. Yeah, he said Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. He gets the biggest passes for games where, you know, he doesn't play that well, and that's because you'll see it on Instagram. Who said Reels. that? Who said that like five weeks ago? I said that like five you know, weeks ago. I, I, I just give you oh credit God. for it. Mazel tov. I'll give you. I'll give you credit. But he said, like, mm -hmm. it's true. He's, you're gonna see it on Instagram Reels. You're gonna see it on TikTok. These crazy throws. These moving back. Like the arm strength is there. But at the same time, he gets the biggest passes. If that was fucking Tua, if that was Burrow, if that was Dak, if that was any other quarterback, and even regardless of the drive before that INT where they did score and they throw an INT to lose the game, 
they are going to ridicule this man and tar and feather him or whatever it means. So I just think he, he, he by far gets the biggest passes in it. And I don't understand why. At the end of the day, we say, you know, wins are not a QB stat. I think because he's a West Coast. I think when you're a West Coast player in general, you, like the nation doesn't pay attention to you quite as much as they do the Cowboys or an East Coast team like the Jets or something like that. So it's like people don't watch him as much maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's part of it. There's another part of it is like he's that he's pony boy, man. He's golden. He's you know what I mean? Boy. Like yeah. he's got yeah, the he locks, like bro. A, he's got the flow. He's, he's He looks like he's an not, LA want, boy, you know. Yeah, LA boy surfer. So I was like, how, how can you not like the guy? I think that's my – I just think he fits Hollywood. So I, I think we try not I to agree. hate on him. I agree with that. What do we got? All right, factor cap. Let's move on. Factor cap. This is uh this is based on some rumors that have been going on the last mm. uh love this couple days just about um potential quarterback moves for next season but let's get into it. Factor cap. The Raiders will either have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady next year. I'll say fact cuz Derek cap. Carr can be the scapegoat. They can send him off with that contract. Aaron no, Rodgers potential that, that's switch. Cap. Aaron Rodgers potential no, switch. No, they're, they're Maybe I know that. Shroud. I know Aaron Rodgers, that thing was kind of floated around. Yes, they might get a quarterback. Tom Brady was looking to go to the Raiders before going to Tampa. He knows Josh McDaniels well. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm going to say fact just because it feels far more exciting. I'd love to, I'd love to see it. I'm down. Let's get some juicy drama going again. Let's fire up the offseason. That was electric. That was the uh, one time the NFL offseason's actually been like that exciting, honestly. Yeah. This year. Nah, the NFL offseason was electric yeah. last year. I mean, look, I – I, I would want to see it. I, I agree with you that, like, that gives the Raiders an opportunity to have a scapegoat. I saw recently, I saw, I think, a couple of days ago that they don't have the ability to fire Josh McDaniels because they don't have – they're money. so low on the uh, just money right now. Like, they don't fucking have the money to get another coach. So they have to kind of stick around with him, which is, like, kind of sad for an NFL franchise, obviously. You know, not everybody can be the Dallas Cowboys, oil rigs and all. But – I I would look Aaron Rodgers, I think, would be better than Derek Carr in, in, in Las Vegas. Like, obviously, I think Derek Carr's a good quarterback, but I think at this point, they just need to change every all these guys need to change the scenery. Rodgers needs to change the scenery, Derek Carr needs to change the scenery. Uh, and there's other guys I could say as well, but as far as a swap there, I mean, I would, I'd be for it. You know, where I think Derek Carr is going to end up next year is the Jets. I think I could really see the Jets pulling together a couple picks to get him, just like saying, you know what. I know we don't like we don't have a guy in Zach, but we have a team right now that can compete. If we have a quarterback that we know is solid, and I think Carr is solid enough to bring that team to contend. Like, yeah, but they got a lot of money, you know, allocated to that defense right now, so then the cap might get screwed. Luckily, they got some rookies, but that might get screwed. You know, you're a big cap guy. Just let me dream. Like, I don't care about you. the fucking cap. Like, we'll figure it out. I'm a numbers guy. You're an eye test guy. I'm a numbers guy. Felipe's a good jawline guy. You know, he meets us in the middle. So. <laughs> Right, that's the, the of that spectrum. Jets, yeah. the Jets with Derek Carr, are a good playoff team. I will say that. What is a good playoff that's a, team? That's an AFC contender. What is a good playoff? What's team? What's a good playoff team? You make it past the wild card probably, and then you lose in the next round. I think. Okay. If you're the Jets, so they're a playoff like if they, winning if they team. They face the Bills or the. Hmm? You face the Bills or Chiefs, you ain't coming out yeah, of it. No, but no. you got you might stand a chance for like two and a half, three quarters. Okay. I like it. All right, factor cap. Tony Pollard is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Fact. It's time we start saying it. Fact. It's time we cap. start saying it. Well, cap. what's I, I think cap? Like, what's one of the best? Like, that's top twelve. Top twelve. Cap. 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 Let me tell you why it's cap. Because cap. 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 Look, cap. 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 I, I like. I like the cap. Adam. Adam knows. Like, you're a Dolphins fan. You got the hyper analytics statistics on Tua. But as a Cowboys fan and watching Tony Pollard. 
look, I see the explosive plays just like everyone else, but I also see everything else in between. And the reality of the fact is he's not an every down back. You give different backs an ability to just come in on, I don't want to say specialty situations because he comes in a little bit more, but he has the juice to be able to have those explosive plays. Whereas if he's an every down back, look, if you're a top 12 back in the league, you're getting 25 touches a game. Pollard isn't getting that. And he's not expected to. A couple games ago when he got, uh, he he had a couple huge plays, not, uh, I think it was against the Packers or something. He, or a win against the Bears maybe. He came off the field and he's like, yo, take me out the game, I'm done. And then the Cowboys running back coach, after the game, explain it. He's like, look, there's a race car and there's a very expensive uh, sedan. Zeke is that expensive sedan and Tony Pollard is that race car. The race car obviously can go really fast, really quick, but it can't maintain for a long time. Whereas that expensive sedan, it can go, you know, all game long. And I think that's the difference. Now, if you can show me that Pollard can go 25 carries a game and maintain that production, then sure. But I just don't think he can do it. I was about to, I was about say, to go into all the stats getting... about why he's the best Top, he's a top look, let's 10 just, running let's back. Wait, let's wait football. to see. Wait till we see like him actually go through that Zeke workload. Is he going to keep that explosiveness? Like that's when we'll be like, okay, maybe he's a top running back. But I agree. It's like he, they're a perfect duo because of that. I mean, I think it's time we start saying he's one of the better running backs in the NFL. Over the last four games, he's what's had... It, what's his DVOA, Adam? What's Fuck his DVOA? you. <laughs> you're your, your, <laughs> your fucking mom. <laughs> I think it's time. He's gotten more, he's averaged more than 18 touches per game. Over the last four games, the, the Cowboys offense have been scoring more than 35 points per game. Over that stretch, Tony Pollard has six TDs, is averaging 6.5 yards per carry during that stretch. Since the, since the start of the 2021 season, Tony Pollard ranks third in the NFL among all running backs with a minimum of 125 carries in yards after contact, regardless of being a smaller running back. And then out of that, the highest rushing yards per attempt with a minimum of 400 carries in NFL history. Tony Pollard's number four. Bo Jackson's one. That's above Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, other guys. So, yes, does he deserve a larger workload? Uh, sure. Can he carry that? I don't know. But to say he's not one of the better running backs because of the lack of workload, I think is ridiculous. He's performing like it, and that's why right, the so Cowboys Adam. might be a better team than the fucking 49ers is because they've unleashed Tony Pollard. Adam, 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 can I stop you right there, please? Um, so what we're going to what we're going to do here, right, is uh -huh. you said he's a top 12 running back. Let's name the running backs you would take over him then, huh? Right now? We're doing that? Yeah. Running backs you would take Let's over Tony him. Pollard right now? Go yeah, through them, Jack. Me, let me pull, I go. got a list. I got a list. Yeah, let's go ESPN through them. All right, let's run. Shout out ESPN Fantasy. All right, let's let's run through, all right? We're going to start with Austin Eckler. No. Well, they're yes, very I'll similar. Take I'll take Austin Pollard over Austin Eckler for sure. Yes. Yes. No, I'm taking Austin I'm, Eckler You're taking over Tony. Him. No, I'm taking Austin Eckler. I'm yes. taking Eckler. I mean, so if say, say yes if you would take this running back over Tony yes. Pollard. Okay. Austin Eckler. Eckler. I think yes. I think Tony Pollard's yes. better. I think Tony Pollard's better running back between the tackles than Eckler. Yes, right, I agree with I that. So. so yes, I'm taking Derek Tony Henry. Pollard. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yes, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. McCaffrey. Yes, yes. By far. Easy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Josh Jacobs. Yep. Yes. Yes. Right now, yes. This Ye season. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Like, but yes. Not, cr not right. crazy. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Shay, don't yeah. ask me stupid right. shit like He's that. Number one. I know. Sa Saquon. Yes. Saquon. Yes. 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 Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I guess. Aaron Jones. 
this year. Yeah, yes. I don't love it. I think a little bit. I think it's closer than you think. This I year, say yes. I, I, say I think yes. he's been overrated going into the season. They're very similar. They're very similar. They are similar. They're similar. I'll take They're Jones. Similar. All right, Dalvin Cook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Leonard Fournette. No. No, no, hell no. no. Hell no. <laughs> I love me some oh, Lenny, no. though. I love me some Lenny, though. <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep going. Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Yes. yes. Yes, Alvin, by far. Yeah. By far. Uh-huh. ETN? Yeah. ETN. Yeah, ETN. Yeah, also very similar. Very yeah, similar. I yeah, like, I, I can make an argument nah, for ETN. I'll take ETN right now, but, like, because he's... Uh, but they're very right. similar. That's all I needed to hear. Damian Pierce? Yeah. Yes. Early to tell, but he's been really good. I'm taking Pierce. Yeah, I like him. I'm taking Pierce. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Adam? And he's on the Texans, bro. <laughs> like, yes, because he reminds me of, like, a younger Zeke between the tackles, but I would still think... That... All right. Let's keep going, then. Kenneth Walker? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. that's not oh, close. Oh, yeah. That's not close. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Brees Hall? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. but... Yeah. Like, Again, you're naming Jonathan all these. Jonathan Taylor. Yes, but yes. the thing is, you're yes, naming I, all yo, the you can go twenty. All right, we've got, we got, we got a lot. But the point is, you're naming all these all right. fantasy running backs, count. and that's great and all. But Tony Pollard, if you want to talk about fantasy, has been able to outproduce all these guys in a lesser workload. So I'm just saying, we got to give credit where credit's due. Tony Pollard is playing like a top I, I, fifteen running said, back. You said, you said top twelve, and we named fifteen better. That's fine. Yeah. And and all of which Look, I, I agree. He's been producing. I can make an argument. He's been producing, points. but I just I think say, by the on, standards on this of list, a top though, running back. If you can see on this list, I skimmed right over it. Tony Pollard is number 10 for the year. But there you go. Cool. There you go. I just I, think I by the standards right of a top running back, you want him to be an every down back. And I don't know if Pollard can do that yet. So yeah. I'm not ready to put him up there yet. But he has the ability to, sure. All right, let's move on. We got I got my last factor cap here. Um, let's go. It's tis the holiday season, as you know. Thanksgiving mm, this week. Happy mm. Thanksgiving to all. So I want to ask you, factor cap. Happy Thanksgiving. Factor cap, Thanksgiving food is overrated. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Fact. I also, I think, I also I think, think it's overrated. I think turkey is overrated, but I think the rest is fucking phenomenal. You said no, turkey? You're telling I, me I would eat stuff. Stuffing is the shit. Mashed potatoes is gravy. Little mac and cheese. How you? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm going to cap, Apple too. Apple pie. Mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. I'm going to cap, bro. Like, the... <sighs> Some people don't like turkey. That's fine. That's turkey not you. Sucks. But... Tur- no, turkey. turkey's good, bro. As long as you it's not too dry. Turkey, turkey doesn't suck, but I can yeah, get exa- behind it being you. overrated. Thank you. Turkey doesn't turkey suck, sure. but it, it could easily turkey's be. Turkey's like prime but time Kirk. Turkey by itself on a fucking plate, bro. Turkey okay, is like me, prime time Kirk Cousins. Turkey meal. is like prime time Kirk Cousins. It's not the main course of the meal. It's a part of it. Hello? Exactly. Adam was screaming too loud. You couldn't hear him. Turkey is prime time Kirk Cousins. Oh my turkey. god! So turkey is not prime time, Kirk Cousins, bro. I don't know how y'all Turkey's... make fucking turkey down in Miami, bro. But you ain't doing it right. Like turkey is Derek Carr, okay? Turkey is Derek Carr. Yeah, and, and Derek Carr. Also not pulling up. He's also not pulling up crazy numbers. I'm not saying turkey is is a is a ribeye. It's not okay. No, but no. if you make it right, it's it's not dry enough. Uh, and, and so it's juicy, what? and then you got the sides to complement, dude. It's about the what's, full what's, meal, what's right? The mash, what's mashed potato and gravy's QB comp? Oh my god, mashed potato and gravy, bro. It's like Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> just like <laughs> a little chunky, <laughs> but will get the job done. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that actually. That's pretty good. I'm saying, I'm saying, fact. And then <laughs> stuff, it's, stuffing it's, is a star player. It's man. all overrated. All the whole food stinks. 
They don't. It's it's not great, bro. That fucking it's, it's not, not yo, great. The, uh, the the potato, the the fucking like sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on the top. No, Are you that's kidding? good. That's that fantastic. That shit is diesel. Yeah, but but I'm talking about the basics. Here's the thing with Adam. <clears throat> I'm talking about the basics here. Adam, though, like me, me and Lipe will eat like our actual like food and stuff like that. A Adam eats like a like a pigeon, bro. Like, yeah, this right. dude for lunch <laughs> has these little prepackaged meals. That has I was a little say. tiny thing of chicken in it. Jack, like I'm looking. Calories. Jack, so I'm looking right into eat. your fucking soul. Who out ate you when we went to the food and wine festival? Say it. Say it. It's a good point. Suck Adam, my nuts, Adam, man. Yeah. That's what I thought. Hey, I, I was, I was gonna say Adam's just mad. He's not. He's probably not. His family doesn't let him eat the little prepackaged meals. That's probably why he's mad, though. <laughs> Adam can't have his. He can't have his meal prep for fucking Thanksgiving. It's a, go, anything that goes out right. four hundred. I got calories. a. I got a follow up though for this factor cap. I want you to rank these three holiday season holidays. All right. So we got Ooh. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. That's so easy. Oh. Christmas, Thanksgiving, oh, oh, New Year's. Cr Chris Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. That's exactly it. It's yeah, so easy. The... I got to go Thanksgiving. New Year's. I got to go Thanksgiving sucks, one and Christmas thing... two for me. I got a better one. The, the only thing good about New Year's is the New Year's six bowl games, like from college football. That's Facts. it. That's the Facts. only good stuff. I agree. Stuff. I got a better one, though. It's like you some... What about these holidays? Okay. Rank this Christmas, Thanksgiving, and just summer. That's not what that was. Dude, well, you come no, I told him it was stupid and he still did it. <laughs> I want that to be known. It's not a like, holiday. That's not as easy as you think because I think it depends where you you have summer. If you have summer in the Midwest, it's the worst fucking thing on earth because you step out, it's 95 degrees and you're piss wet, soaked with sweat. Like it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, like, I just don't get it. It's, first of all, summer is not a holiday. So I don't, it I don't is. Understand it is. Felipe is a man of my heart. Have you not seen High School Musical? Have you not seen High School Musical? I know you have. Not a summer. holiday. That's summer. not a holiday movie. Adam. Summer. That's not a holiday summer. movie. Summer. 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 It's a holiday. I, I agree. New Year's Eve, New Year's is overrated, though. I mean, you just hung over for like half the day. You don't even do anything on New Year's Day itself, even and then you're like, New Year's oh, Eve it's is like overrated the, too. New Year's, New Year's Eve is overrated too. But at least like, yeah, you but have an excuse to just it could be fun. Up. It's really overrated in New York. I'm like New Year's in New York is in New York City is really really terrible. Um, all right, I do okay, want to move yeah, on, I'm, though. Yeah, I'm, We're like, not excited to do it. Yeah, no, it's not great. I recommend getting out with the boys or somehow, you know? All right. I, I, was, in, I was in Chicago last year for it. Might do the same. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good move. All right, let's move into the college football segment of our show. Um, we're going to do a bunch of factor caps. This is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I'm going to list off some factor caps. We're going to go around the horn. Um, and don't forget to, you know, use the Manscaped 4.0. Uh, and shave your nuts for the holiday Oops. season. Also, was, all those. Nice. Thank you. I just wrote that song right now. Manscape, hire me for all your jingle needs. Um, all right. Do people still write jingles? Yeah, Is you always thing? need a jingle. I could write one. Like a good neighbor. Banana you know? phone. No free ads. But uh, no. all right. I always remember Charlie Sheen in fucking uh, Two and a Half Men. That was his job. Made bank. <laughs> True. All right. Ready? Anyway. Factor Cap College Football Edition. Hold on one second. We're having a little. Uh... We have lost the zoom on the can on the TV. We have lost the zoom oh, no. on the TV. We are now back. Can you hear us? Hold on. We it's are not back. It's, it's connecting. connecting. Oh, there we go. Speak Christ. for me for a second. Speak for a We're second. Back. Speak. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, you yo, sound yo, yo. Hello? Are that was here? honestly a perfect time Hello? for that to cut out for a second. All right, ready? Factor oh. Cap. Sure, sure. <laughs> Shut up. Factor cap. Despite his injury, Sorry. Hendon Hooker will still oh, win the Heisman. Cap. Cap. I'm going to uh, cap as well. Despite he will still win. 
He had a fucking year, but you can't, no, Cap, you can't win after you lose 63 to 38 to fucking South Carolina. That's terrible. Mizzou beat South Carolina. All right. M-I-Z. That's how bad that was. He's not even on the board. Oh, that's, the, that's the standard right there. He's not even on the also, board. Also, let's not Come act on. like he had a good game against Georgia either. He didn't play great against Georgia either. So I think when yeah. you have a couple, when you have a couple games like that, then it's really, really, really tough. Yeah. I mean, Hooker played well last week against South Carolina, but like, if you're not a contender, you're probably not going to win it unless your stats are like that much better than the next and, guy. And CJ Stroud and, is just better. And such a bad time to to shit the bed, like you said. I mean, he played uh, he played good like uh, on the weekend, but just to lose like that in a primetime situation when everybody's watching, it's just I feel like that hurts because the Heisman candidacy is so much about big moments. Uh, obviously, everybody was talking about Manti Teo this year with the documentary, but obviously, like his stats weren't off the board either, like that year. But it was about the moments, and I think Hayden Hooker lost that moment. You know, if we're talking about moments though for winning the Heisman, CJ Stroud hasn't had that yet. He might have it this week against Michigan, but he hasn't had that. And Hooker had his against Bama, so it ain't over yet. And you, uh, yeah, and you think CJ Stroud is a hundred percent the lock if it's not Hendon Hooker? Yeah, I, I was saying Drake May or Bo Nix could sneak in there, but after Oregon lost to Washington and fucking UNC lost to Georgia Tech last week, that's ridiculous. That's gross. Yeah, those guys ain't going to win it. So I feel like it's CJ Stroud or Hooker or Buzz. Yo, shout but... out Hooker, though. Get well soon, buddy. All right, uh, let's move into the next factor cap. A Factor cap, a team outside the top four will sneak into the college football playoffs. Fact. I say fact. I'll go cap. I I don't see it happening. If there is a team that's going to do it, I think it might be USC, but I still don't think it's going to happen. Who do you got, Jack? Who do you got sneaking in? Uh, That's what I'm doing. USC, baby. Fight on. They're going to win the Pac-12 championship. TCU's going to choke. And the college football playoff committee is going to take a one-loss USC team who's a story program over TCU. That's just going to happen. You keep betting on TCU to lose, and they don't lose, bro. They don't lose. It was supposed to be Baylor. The other thing is someone has to lose in the Ohio State-Michigan game this week. So someone, one of those teams is going to get an L. But I also think if your one loss is to either Ohio State or Michigan, if you're one of those two. I also just think if if TCU TCU wins out, and so does USC, and they beat Notre Dame, USC has a better resume, I think, as a one-loss team. Like than than most, and therefore, yes, if TCU wins out, they'll be undefeated. But for me, USC has a very impressive resume if they do win out and win the Pac-12 championship. And like you said, historic program. I'd see them putting USC in there over TCU. Yeah, I would just love to see TCU. It's all storylines. It, it's all money. I would like, love to money see talks. TCU make it though. I say the, the story of the year. The committee's always the committee's always going to put a team like that that has that makes money, draws fans in like that over a TCU. Like that's why. UCF never made that's... it when they went undefeated. That's why Cincy took them going undefeated for two straight years to get into the playoff. Like TCU got snubbed in like I think it was the first year of the college football playoffs yeah, for yeah, that exact did. reason. So I so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we know the history. Yeah. Imagine if they get snubbed undefeated. Like that would be ridiculous. That, that's fucked up. Especially with the teams like, dude, they've beat they've beat number eighteen Oklahoma at the time. Obviously we know what Oklahoma is, but at the time, Oklahoma State was number eight, uh seventeen, Kansas State. Just looking at these, like they've beat so many ranked teams, and obviously yeah. uh, their slate hasn't Texas. been that easy. So, and te- yeah. Texas, let's go, Texas baby, come on, All right. Texas baby. But uh, and now a word from our sponsor. A word from our sponsor. Thank you, sponsor. Remember, this segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com, the premium brand for men's grooming and hygiene products. The holidays came early because I just got the new performance package by Manscaped. Damn right. Jingle balls. You know what I'm saying? The balls, they jingle when they're clean. Um, But uh, yeah, the all-in-one men's grooming kit that has you covered from head to toe, literally, for the holidays. 
It includes the Lawnmower 4.0, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair, ear hair Trimmer, and a new six-piece nail kit. And all us guys, we got to trim our nails. We don't, we don't do that often. Uh, we don't do it enough, I guess. True. But if you've got a special man in your life that's been extra good this year, make sure you get him the Performance Package by Manscaped. For a limited time, you'll also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free shipping plus two free gifts at Manscaped when you visit manscaped.com slash game day. Get your Christmas packages in order with Manscaped. Damn right. I would love that. Yo, wait, you you telling me you telling me there's a boxer that's guaranteed that I do not chafe? Yeah. Do not chafe. Sign me the fuck up. (laughs) And I put it to the test and it actually does work. All right. I do want to talk about uh, the Ohio State Michigan game this this weekend. So I got a factor cap for you. Factor cap. Ohio State Michigan is the best rivalry in college football. It's a pretty good Easy one. Easy fact. fact. I think it's a fact. I, it's I, fact. I, I don't even think it's close. Mom. Oh, Lee Ben's gonna come in with with Oklahoma Texas. I yes, know. yes, sir. The Red River rivalry, baby. Wow. <laughs> Shut the Look, fuck up. I will put that as number one because I'm biased. But as a fan of the game, Ohio State. Michigan, I, it, there's nothing like it. That 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 is probably the and the fact that it's right after Thanksgiving, it, it, it's just it's, it's too much fun. What about Army Navy? Yeah, it's that's that that's one that can compete. With I think it. it's overrated. I think it's overrated. Mm. No, it is not. Stop. Hot take alert. As a game, it's never as a game, it's never amazing. But Army Navy, like the the traditions that's, and everything with it, like I think the traditions are so cool. cool. And I think. Yeah, the traditions are cool. I think that's a big part of obviously a good rivalry, but I want to see good football. And neither of those teams ever are like scaring you. Like they're never like you said, it's never it's never great, amazing football. That yeah. plays a part. I mean, I, I like it a lot, but I I would do a lot of things to go to that game. Like that'd be a sick game. I I just think that the hatred between the fans of yeah. Ohio State and Michigan are just unmatched. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of those fan of the street interviews that we did this week with Michigan fans, but they were just shit talking Ohio State so much. Oh my god, saying all these Dude, ridiculous all I'm saying things they would that, rather do than live in Ohio. That shit like crazy shit. That shit was motherfucking weak. <laughs> you that thought was weak as hell. You think Ohio State would oh be my god, would be less on. tame? Oh my God! Yeah, I've been to Ohio State, Michigan at the shoe. It's they have no boundaries. Like they, they're crazy. Wow. It's I'm so, I'm gonna be there for Ride with the Ass. If you guys check out our YouTube, another one of our shows. Like I'm gonna be there for it. It's gonna be fucking sick. Oh, you're going to Ohio State? Yeah, for for uh, yeah, dude. Ride with right. Leave it on Friday. All right, so we're gonna have to do some fan on the street there and compare the reactions. We'll take it back. Ask the same oh, questions. Oh, it's... Um. I oh so, I will, <laughs> but yeah. So, I, so are I we? So are, are we ranking? I do think it's the best okay. rivalry. In so, are we doing our top fives? Yeah, go for it. What do you got? Your top five. Top, all right, let me let me right. tell me what your let top me go five first, is. Jack, what, what top five are oh, we wait. ranking? Yeah, let's let's no, let's your lead face. Let's your lead face. Like I said, a little bias here. Well, here number one. What are, what are you ranking? Wait, what are we doing here? Felipe, what are you ranking? All right, I saw. I am ranking the top five college football rivalries. Understood. Thank you. All right, here we go. Number one. Oklahoma versus Texas, the Red River rivalry, baby. Look, it gets real every year. The, the The hatred there is real, too. There's a lot of talent on both sides every year. And, look, two historic programs, two of the best programs in college football history. One. Number two, Michigan-Ohio State. I got to give them their flowers. We just did. Great. Number three, it's got to be the Iron Bowl. Auburn-Alabama, love it. Obviously, we've seen, especially in the time that we've been watching, like we've seen so many great uh, matchups there with Cam and then the crazy uh, the kick return and all that that's that's happened in the past. Uh, number four, 
I have Miami versus Florida State. That's always a fun one. Um, obviously, Miami what? hasn't been the powerhouse. Miami hasn't been. That's a good one. Low key, very low key. Miami hasn't been a powerhouse that it's been, uh, or that it was in the past. But it's still a fun rivalry. But hear me out for number five: TCU versus Baylor. Shut the that fuck one up. Is phenomenal. The rivalry. I bet you didn't know that. That's a great one. It's fun. Number six, honorable mention, TCU versus SMU, Dallas versus Fort Worth. It doesn't get better than that, baby. Look, rivalries in college football are great, but rivalries in Texas are even better. Mark my words. All right, all right. So here's my top five college football rivalries. We're going one, Ohio State, Michigan, the game. They call it the game. That's that's all you need to know. Then you got Alabama, Auburn, the Iron Bowl. That's obviously great. Number three, Army, Navy. I cannot believe you didn't have it in your top five at all. I don't give a fuck about ridiculous. Army, Navy. <laughs> you don't care about our troops? All right, cool. Um, number <laughs> four, bad. Red River rivalry. We'll go Texas, Oklahoma for number four. I'll give you respect for that. That's a good one. At the Texas State Fair. That's, that's, that's right, baby. One. That's right. Number Cotton five. Ball. It's called the big game. It's got the greatest play in college football history. Cal Stanford. Mm. Mm. Oh my god, here he goes with the West Coast bias, bro. Over TCU versus SMU, the iron skillet. Shut the hell up. Cows the iron skillet. You just called it two different games. The revivalry, the iron skillet. What is it? You don't even know. No, like, hold on, hold on. TCU versus Baylor is the revivalry. Oh, that's the revival. TCU versus bad, SMU is the iron skillet. Don't get it twisted. No, Cal, Cal Stanford. I I mean, I grew up with it in the Bay Area. It's it's really heated. I just went to the damn game. It was two, three, and seven teams and it sold out. It was crazy. Like Stuff like that. And then I honorable mention is USC Notre Dame. I was going to say good. USC Notre Dame is a big one, but still, that's going to be a good one later down the stretch. Cool. I mean, I can go into mine. mine are, mine's like a culmination of you two, my top five college football rivalries. Michigan, Ohio State's number one, no doubt about it. I got Army, Navy, two. I got uh, Oklahoma, Texas, three, Red River, Red River rivalry. Four for me, Miami, FSU. Like, I'm a Miami guy. What are we talking about here? I, I've, I've seen it. I grew up. This guy, Jack. This. Thank you. This guy, Jack, is not giving credit to that rivalry. That's, that's so much fun. I grew up like institutional hate for FSU, and I didn't even go, and I didn't even go to Miami, but like my, my family went to Miami and everything, so I got Miami FSU at four, and then I got the Iron Bowl five. I mean, it's just not even a question. You want to talk about Iron Bowl, you want to talk Iron about, Bowl under what? The Iron Bowl under all those is just that, that's crazy to me. I, hey, hey, bias. We could all be biased. Really, it's Muhlenberg versus Johns Hopkins. Yeah, I was going to say, what about Colorado versus. Uh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no one. I like that one. Colorado I like State. That. Adam, wait, do you not have Ar Adam? You didn't say Army Navy. I don't. I think, did say did Army you? Navy. It was two. Oh, two. all right. Never mind. Never mind. Army Navy. Y'all some tradition, motherfuckers. I stand with Kaepernick. I stand with fucking Kaepernick. <laughs> oh God. What? Damn right. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> well, he went. To, he went to Nevada. They got a big rivalry game or some shit. Colorado honorable yeah, mention. Nevada versus Nevada honorable State. Honorable mention is Colorado versus Colorado State. Nice. All right, I want to move on. Nobody to want to watch that shit. This is getting stale. That's not even the battle uh, of mid. That's the battle of shit. I want to uh, move into our next <laughs> segment, and uh, this is a little special segment. Instead of doing a power rankings this week, we're just gonna say what we're thankful for. Mm. Um, so we're gonna go around. Go. We'll go around the horn, and we'll and we'll say something we're thankful for this NFL season. Um, and so why don't we start with? Uh, let's start with Felipe. You want to kick us off with the. Something you're thankful for this yeah, NFL season. Absolutely. I'll say a couple, just two things I'm, I'm thankful for. Number one includes two things, so really just three, but keep it at two. Mike McCarthy and Cooper Rush together, that's one thing. Very thankful for them. Let me tell you why. Because Mike McCarthy, 
He's established a 22 and nine record in his in his last 31 regular season games. Why does that matter? Dak Prescott goes down and the Cowboys can still fucking win. The best team in the NFC right now. Doesn't matter the circumstances. They're looking good. And then big thanks to Cooper Rush who went four and one as a starter. I'm very, very, very thankful for that. You know, when it's Thanksgiving comes around and I wake up and I think about what I'm fucking thankful for, I think about Cooper <laughs> fucking Rush. It's rush hour still. I don't care if he's on a bench. It's still rush hour. Number two, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for Justin Tucker. I'm not a Ravens fan, but Justin Tucker is the only reason I, I fuck with kickers. Though. I actually hate kickers, but Justin Tucker <laughs> makes it, he makes it bearable for me. He makes it bearable. I can understand why kicking's in the game when I watch Justin Tucker. Yeah. Well, if it's not for him, bro, take that shit out the game, bro. It's a waste of time. These guys, all they do in practice all week is kick a ball and they still miss when it comes to game time. Doesn't make sense. Justin Tucker, very thankful for you. You're a goat. You're from Texas. Props. That's what I'm thankful for. It was the Texas. I, didn't, I, I knew the Texas at the end was something that was going to be the reason. All right, Jack, let's hear what you're thankful for now. You expect me to follow that up? Yep. How the fuck do I follow that up? Just, just give us one thing. What are you thankful for this NFL season? Oh, I got, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm thankful that, that Jimmy is, you know, he's, he's playing pissed off. I'm thankful that he's still hot. It's always good. Uh, but but also that the Niners finally have some fucking balls and traded for a guy like Christian McCaffrey. They're in the nice. talks with OBJ. Uh, I think this is our year, boys. I think it's our year. Knock on wood, though. Like definitely that. But well, there's the jinx. Thank you, thank you for that, and I'm thankful for those things yeah. too. All right, Adam, what are you thankful? Yeah, for? Yeah, I'm this thankful year? for three things here. Okay, you know, tis the season. And, uh, Tungo Vailoa. No, the Hawaiian I'm, hope. I'm listen, the Hawaiian hope. Yeah, I'm thankful first and Tyree foremost. Kill, obviously. Oh, and... here he goes with his little voice. Now, I'm thankful for in 2022 <laughs> Laramie Tunsil. Because Laramie Tunsil in 2019 smoked, well, I should really say years prior, smoked, uh, you know, took a hit of a gas mask bong. And now the dude drops in the draft. The Dolphins draft him. In 2019, they send out multiple. Uh, they sent it to Houston. They send us back multiple picks. Those picks turned into Bradley Chubb, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Javon Holland. And those are really outside of two of who the Miami Dolphins are right now. And that's why they're winning. So I love you, Laramie Tunsil. I will happily smoke bong with you. You're the fucking man. Uh, next up, I'm thankful for the NFL's doubt of Tua Tungavailoa. And not because he's balling out of control, but because back in March... His MVP odds were plus 13,750. And you know who said, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll throw $5 on that. This guy. Yeah, that's real bold, bro. $5 is, is so bold, dude. You $5. So yeah, you're crazy, dude. Oh, my God. And $5 is about to net me. Now, he's probably not going to win over Mahomes, but could net me now. Like 700 or something? Like $700. 675 675 yeah. 687 or something? That's the American dream right there. All right? I want to put oh, something boys. over here, and you give me that. What are his odds now? Uh, He's got the second best odds. I think he's plus 550 over Josh Even Allen. Sheesh. Even on a fucking Dolphins bye week, we cannot make it one episode. Well, no, the bye week's over with. The bye week's over with. Well, the, I, it's just yeah, we we were so Matan. If we didn't do this segment, we would have had our first two of free episode. I know. We were well, so close. Well, Sorry. and oh to cap God. it all off, last but not least, I am thankful this season for Brian Flores' inability to find a way to like Tua. I actually am thankful for it. Because I'll tell you why. His arrogance led him to go after Deshaun Watson, which would have fucked up the future. And Miami Dolphins fans saw Brian Flores as a guy who was winning, but an absolute dickhead at that. He goes out and gets fired. They go bring in Mike McDaniel, and he's like, I fuck with you. And now, too, is balling out of control and being put in the conversation of top five, top ten. 
And so what the Dolphins franchise could have so, been had Brian Flores not been a fucking arrogant prick was back to the shitter. So I'm happy to be in the conversation. So and thank you, Brian Flores. You're telling me, you're telling me, like, from what I just heard you say, yeah, that you'd rather have Tua than Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Uh, the reason I'm going to say hmm. yes right now. That's what you just said. I'm you telling you. I'm gonna t- you kind of just said that. I'll yeah, tell you why. He's agreeing. He said that. I'm, I'm saying the reason I would say yes is because I'm seeing that Tua can play as a top five, top ten quarterback. And if I would have went after Deshaun, I wouldn't have gotten these pieces. I wouldn't have gotten Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't have gotten Bradley Chubb. I probably wouldn't have gotten where we are today. It would have fucked up the entire team. So the Miami Dolphins today, if they traded for Deshaun Watson, are not at all what they are. So, yeah, I'm thankful for having two, and I'd rather two over Deshaun Watson right now, regardless of the talent. So, yes. Regar- so all you're right. saying regardless of the talent? Yeah, I think like Deshaun Watson is – I think Deshaun Watson's one of the best talents in the NFL. Like, that doesn't that, – I'm not taking that away Tua? from him. I just think you, you can't just trade for a $50 million quarterback and expect your team to fall in line. Look at, the, look at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. When the Giants had Eli Manning, I never would have traded him for anyone. I, I was always like, Eli's my guy. I don't give a shit, like, if there are more talented guys. So I can understand his thinking. Yeah, Tua's I've his guy. I've never really had that. Tua's his guy. He's been Jeff playing Garcia. great. He's been winning them games. So, like, I can, I can understand the thinking there of, like, even if there's, there might be guys that are better, but, like, I wouldn't trade for them. Um, I'm, I, I'm thankful for some things. I got. Yeah, some I want to hear yours, Matan. I'm very thankful that the Giants yeah, are seven and four. One. Shout out the first half of the Giants season, uh, because uh, it was a great first half. It's a shame that it's all downhill from now. But I'm gonna be thankful for this first half because it was a great first <laughs> half. Saquon came out strong. Danny Jones, he just looked awesome. He's electric. I mean, he's electric. Danny fucking wheels. Danny fucking wheels. I'm just, I'm just proud of what the boys put together. Brian Dayball, fucking legend. I mean, Danny, top two quarterback. Yeah, and he's not two. Yeah, uh, up one. And uh, I, I'm just very thankful for that first half. Um, so shout out the Giants. Fucking awesome first half of the season. Yeah, so I was, uh, it's a shame we're about to get uh, horn swoggled by the Cowboys ah. on Thanksgiving. Um, oh, yeah. The second thing I'm Poor thankful Tom. for is that I'm 7-4 and four in fantasy right now. <laughs> I started 5-0, and oh, and then, um, mm. it's been a le- not as good second half, but I was Sacco last year. I think I had four wins. Stunning. So the fact that I'm 7-4. and four, I'm hey. in first place in my uh, in my conference and second place in the league. So stunning, dumb, man. We take it. Stunning, um, incredible, incredible. It's a, it's a bounce back season for all of us. Oh. Um, and then the last thing I'm thankful for, and I think we can all agree on this one, is I'm very thankful for this pod and for all the people that have been listening. Because Aww. without y'all, we couldn't have fucking been here. We got this sick studio. We got great talent on fucking camera, as you can see. Some good jaw lines. Some good handsome <laughs> fellas all around. Um, some manscaped balls. So yeah, very, very thankful. thankful for it all. Very Definitely some yeah. manscaped balls. Oh, that was so cute, Matan. I'm thankful for all of that as well. I'm thankful for all the people on the Discord, obviously. Everybody that jumps in. Everybody that jumps in, in the comments, obviously, and, and calls me a Make-A-Wish kid, man. <laughs> Without y'all, we couldn't be doing this shit because y'all keep the comments rolling, for real. But, uh, no, nah, I, I really appreciate it, you know, all the engagement there. People who are listening to this right now, obviously, you guys keep this th- keep this thing going. And then the Discord that thing keeps popping off and it's growing. So I always say it, but you know, the the more y'all y'all want to banter and talk to us and call us stupid and shit like that, we we talk back to you. We don't call you stupid though, because we're nice people. You don't come into the Discord and 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 shoot the shit with us, as Adam likes to say. Exactly. Shoot the shit. And on that note, uh, everyone, uh, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody. Oh, I forgot great... one thing I'm thankful for. Tell me. I forgot one thing, one, one thing real quick. You know. 
our dynasty league, you know, you know, my dynasty team, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just been a hell of a year where, you know, we, we started off slow, right? Everyone was Thanks. fucking down on us, everybody. And we made everybody. The right moves. And where are we now? We about to win the fucking chip, baby. We traded for Derrick Henry. Eight, Let's go. Eight, bro, eight and three, number one in the league. We have two saying, first round bro. picks next year. We're set for the future. Yo, eight, Jack, one I our appreciate last you. Nine, bro. You have Dude, two first round dude. picks next year? God damn. Yeah, man. Bro, you're winning. In three year. seconds. It's going to be a shame when we're about to be over. a fucking dynasty, boys. It's going to be a shame when Justin yeah, Fields right. is possibly shut down for the year. But uh, yeah, thankful for uh, everyone. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Remember, uh, you can check out the Friday predictions episode for the Sunday slate. Um, and again, enjoy the most overrated food out of any of these holidays. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. We, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>